Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. we bow our heads right there, amen, as we get ready to receive the word and take a deep breath and wipe the tears and that's it. No more crying. Amen. Well, Father, we just thank you, Father. We praise you, Father, for this, this, this weekend, Father, God, of the well, meeting you here. We're so grateful and thankful for the last couple of days at the cannery, Lord, and for the word that was deposited into our spirit. Father, we're grateful, Father, for what you've created, Lord, and just coming together and laughing and fellowshipping, Lord, and becoming a brotherhood, Father, celebrating as a fellowship, my Lord. And I thank you, Father, for the men and women, Father God, and everyone that came in from churches, Father, and from our speakers, Lord, the words that you give them, gave them in their spirit to speak to this, this church at this time and hour, Lord, as we come to celebrate 18 years of your amazing grace. Lord, we ask right now that you open up our hearts and our minds and our understanding, Lord. Let those that have an ear hear what the Spirit of the Lord will say to them. That we'll hear the voice behind the voice, Lord. Lord, we're here to celebrate you, only you, Father God. And we give you all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone says, Amen. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Amen. Go in, grab a seat. I promise not to keep you too long because I am really hungry. Amen. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, you know, our, our prayer is that, that all that came to the well was re- were refreshed. That our thirst was quenched. And you got to know that he is God. As we wrap up our conference, the well, today, I, I want to just minister on a message I entitled, Simply be still and know. Be still and know. You know, as I prayed for our theme, uh, be still, God started to show me early this year that, you know what, I needed to rename our annual conference. You know, of course, we, we went from anniversaries, and, I, and God challenged me four years ago to change them to conferences, to start to establish a, a, a bigger picture, to start to paint a vision. That we're not just here to have anniversaries, amen. We're here to plant churches. We're here to grow. And I, and I wanted to bring a feel of a harvester's feeling into our, our church, into our culture, uh, and to say this is, how we, this is how we are, amen, and to create a conference that we can gather together. That, and that I didn't know the outcome would be like that with people that want to want to come to our, our conferences, will want to come to Las Vegas. And it, it started to grow and becoming like a conference setting and to paint a vision to our church. That throughout the years, God has spoken over our church as an oasis where people come to get refreshed or get redirected. Pastor Joe Weininger, good friend of ours, amen, once spoke over our church and said, people are going to come and drink and get filled here. Come on. That we were a watering well 
And I remember those words so clearly as he speaks and as he spoke over and kind of prophesied over our church. And so I thought, the well. See, our conference, you know, uh, you got to understand that, you know, that, that our conference's name, the well, our theme is be still. There was kind of a little bit of confusion out there. What is it? Is the well still? What, what's, this, what's this conference called? Is it be still? Is it? Is it the Be Still Conference? Is it the Well Conference? No, no. The, the, our conference is the well. Our theme for the conference was to be still. And I think about the woman at the well. The woman that got redirected. The woman that got refreshed and found life at the well. I want you to turn to the book of John, chapter 4. John chapter 4, we're going to read verses 6 through 9. And it says this, that Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired from a long walk, sat down wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please, give me a drink. He was alone at that time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. And the woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. And she said to Jesus, you're a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? See, it's at the well that we encounter Jesus, church. Jesus makes his way to the well. Jesus wakes his way, finds his way, travels to get to the well. He does whatever he needs to do to meet you and I at the well. He's waiting for us. He's standing there waiting for you. See, Jesus is returning to Galilee and he cuts through Samaria. And Jews would usually not take that route usually, amen. They would usually go around Samaria to Galilee because the Samaritan people were a hated mixed race. These were Jews that had inner, inner uh, marriages with foreigners. They were considered impure. They were considered outcasts. They were the mess-ups, the nobodies, and old wants. Kind of like the drug addict. The loss, the bound. Come on. Come on. Am I talking to anyone in this place? Amen. He, he came out. He, and, but Jesus cuts through and he meets us and makes his way to the well. See, notice that Jesus don't go around Las Vegas to get to Albuquerque. Doesn't go around Las Vegas to get to Azusa. Come on. Jesus doesn't avoid sin city. Jesus made his way to city right here, Las Vegas, to meet you at the well. Come on, Jesus comes, and he comes to reach out. You know, come on, you know, they, they were saying, I thank God that we came out here, but no, no, Jesus came out here. Jesus made his way, and he said, man, there's a city that's lost. There's a city that's bound. There's a city that's messed up. I don't understand what's going on. A city of rebellion, running loose. And Jesus says, you know what? I'm going to cut through Nevada and make my way to meet you. 
See, Jesus stops at the well. See, he's tired from a long walk. And he sits at the well and he waits. He becomes, listen, he becomes still for you. Here he is, he's just sitting down. And he's waiting for you. Because he knows you're coming. He knows that you're getting drawn this way. And he's sitting at the well, waiting for you. He knows that you're tired. He knows that you're weary. He, needs, he knows that you need something from here. And he comes to the source because he is the source for you. And so he sits and he waits patiently to meet us there. See, the Samaritan woman shows up and Jesus asks her for a drink. Now understand, she's a member of a, of a hated mixed race. She's a sinner. She's like you and I. She's no respectable Jew would be caught talking to this kind of woman. But Jesus did. Jesus crossed all barriers to meet her at the well. Jesus crosses all barriers to meet you and I at the well. Amen. It doesn't matter what race you are. Come on. There's a lot of race issues out there today, amen. Uh, Jesus doesn't matter what color you are, where are you from, amen. He came to meet you at the well, church. Come on, he came. Uh, I don't care what your social position is uh, or even what your past sins are. He's waiting for you at the well. See, it's the well that Jesus presents the good news. And this good news is for everyone. Even the Samaritan woman. Tell your neighbor, even you. <laughs> now let's go on with the story there in verse 10 of John chapter 4. And Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift. Somebody say the gift. If you only knew the gift that God has for you and who you are speaking to, you will ask me. And I will give you living water. Come on, he says, if you only knew the gift that God has for you. See, some of you guys don't even know the, God, the gift that God has for you. Some of you guys don't even have a clue what he has for you. If you only knew the gift that he has for you, amen, he'll give you living water. If you only knew. If you only knew who you were speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. But, sir, you don't even have a rope. You don't even have a bucket. And she says, the well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? See, she doesn't understand. She, she doesn't realize who is at the well. You know, sometimes we don't realize that Jesus is with us. He's always with us. His word says, what, well, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. 
She doesn't realize that who she is with at the well. And she goes on to say, besides, do you think, listen, she starts to talk back to Jesus, doesn't know who he is, doesn't recognize anything, and starts to say, don't you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? Can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? And Jesus replied, anyone who drinks of this well or this water will soon become thirsty again. So don't you realize that when you go outside the church, don't you realize when you start to go somewhere else to get a drink, church, then the well that Jesus provides, let me tell you, always end up thirsty. Come on. You got any backsliders in this place? Don't raise your hand. How many times? Five? A few times? Hallelujah. Don't you realize when you left God, uh, don't you realize when you, as soon as you left him, amen, uh, you were thirsty again? You want to go chase uh, your desires uh, inside of you, the, all that, all the evil and the passion, the evil desires that are inside of each one of us. And we always came up empty. We always got thirsty. And where we come back? To the well. And where's Jesus? Still waiting for you. He's never left. He continues to wait even when you leave. He waits for you. Come on, somebody. Ain't that great news? He, he doesn't just say, you know what? I, I, that, that's it. I'm done. You know what? It, I, I'm going. They're not coming back. They don't like me. They don't love me. They don't want to serve me. You know what? I'm done. And walks away. But he continues. That's, that's, he, is, he, is, he is committed to wait for you at the well. He has committed his life for you at the well. He is committed and said, you know what? I'm going to wait for him. I'm going to wait for her. I'm going to wait for my son. I'm going to wait for my daughter. They're going to come back. I know because I'm God. And I will wait. And I'll let them make their mistakes. I'll let them do whatever they want to do. But when they're broken and they're thirsty again, I'll be here to give them water. A water that they'll never thirst again. Man. You know, I started to look at my years of 10 years, and, and, and I came back, and he was still there. Waiting for me. After 10 years, I said, man, you would think he'd be tired. He'd be saying, you know what, I'm done. 10 years, I'm not going to wait for this guy. 10 years, he's still there. Smiling, waiting, and calls me son. Welcome home. It's like that prodigal son. You're trying to confess, and he doesn't, he doesn't even hear you. He says, get a robe. Get, some, get those chanclas off him. Give him some new chanclas. Amen. Come on. Now. Let's have the garden inside. Let's invite the boys over. Let's have a party. My son's home. At the well, he waits for us right there, waiting for us. Amen. After 10 years, he's still there. Come on. Now. Come on. He, he's blowing up the balloons. Is today? No, nope. put them down. Next day, blowing them up again. Here we go. Come on. The barbecue's on. He's not coming home today. Okay, put it down. I'll keep waiting for my son. He does that for you and I. That's how committed he is to you. That's how much he loves you. He waits for you. 
at the well. See, away from God, church, come on. If you've been saved long enough, you know that there's nothing out there. Come on, somebody. There is nothing out there. Young people, that's why we tell you, there's nothing out there. We've been there. You're going to find something new? No. I know there's a lot of craziness out there, but it's still emptiness. I don't care how crazy, what kind of drug, whatever thing, it's still empty at the end. You'll never be satisfied. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. And it's at the well, church, that he waits for you. And so we tell you, young people, come on, we've gone through things. We know. I tell myself, I know, I've been there. No, you're trying to just kill my joy. No, I'm trying to bring you joy. Because all you'll find out there is misery. All you'll find out there is confusion. All you'll find out there is just messed up, hurt, broken people. There's brokenness out there. There's all kinds of stuff, and he's waiting for us. At the well, in verse 14, it says, But those who drink the water I give, somebody say, He gives. Will never be thirsty again. It will become fresh, bubbling within them, giving them eternal life. Come on, somebody. A water that gives you eternal life. Amen. You'll never go thirsty. You'll always be satisfied with Jesus. I said you'll always be satisfied with Jesus. Amen. You can wake up satisfied. You can wake up fresh every time because Jesus is inside of you because the living water is inside of us. It's like Pastor Robert Zim, all excited he was. Yeah, sure. And we don't, we don't get that excited. Come on, guys. We are sons and daughters of the living God, and he gives us eternal life. Come on, what better plan is there, amen, than to serve Jesus, amen, King of kings and Lord of lords. See, once you get to know him, that river starts to bubble up each and every day. It's exciting. To serve God. It's exciting to be saved. It's exciting to live a clean, sober life. Amen. It's exciting. Come on. That you know what you did the night before every time you wake up now. Except me now. I'm getting old now. I don't, I don't know what happens sometimes. See, it's at the well that Jesus quenches our thirst once and for all. Come on, somebody. Once you drink of his living water, you'll never be thirsty again. I found it. I found the answer to life. I found, I, I found, I found the purpose of life. I, I find why we, we are here. It's because of Jesus. I found out my purpose, amen, my destiny, amen. I, I'm a child of God, amen. I, I found the living water, amen. And now we got to give it to others to drink. Drink of this water. And you'll never be thirsty again. Isn't that cool? No matter how hot it gets, Pastor, no. You'll never be thirsty. Never be dryness. You'll never be dry. Come on, there's a lot of dry, crusty Christians out there. Come on. You can even hear them walking. What's up, Krusty? There's no smile. There's no life. There's no nothing. They're just dry and bitter. 
And they're Christians. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay. <laughs> There's no joy. They're only serving God out of fear, not out of love. Did you hear that? They're serving God out of fear, not love. And though we fear God, but it's a, 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 it's a, it's a fear of reverence. Not, come on, I'm not, I'm not scared of my daddy, but I respect my daddy, and I honor him. See, there's living water at this well. The Old Testament has many verses speaking of thirsting after God as one who thirsts after water. In Psalms 42, 1 and 2 says, As a deer longs for the streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. Hallelujah. Come on, Isaiah 55, 1 says, Is anyone thirsty? Anyone thirsty? I said, anyone thirsty? It says, come and drink. Even if you don't have any money. Come and take your choice of wine and milk. It is all free. Now, he's not talking to the winos here, okay? Wine, he said wine. Wine's okay. Let's go. No, 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 no. Calm down. It's all free. See, this invitation to salvation is free. That's what it's talking about. Psalms 37, uh, 36 verse 9 says, uh, For with you is a fountain of life. You, in you, your light, we see, the, we see the light. In your light, we see light. See, he, in, his, in his light, we get to know him, church. Jeremiah 17, 13 says this, O God, the hope of Israel, all who turn away from me will be disgraced. I will be, they will be buried in the dust of the earth and they shall be and they will be abandoned from the Lord from the fountain of living water. Zechariah 13:1 says this on the on that day a fountain will be opened for the dynasty of David and for the people of Israel uh, or uh, Jerusalem a fountain to be cleansed them from all their sins and their impurities. See so a fountain of living water not only gives us life church but cleanses us from all sin. I said all sin, church. All your wrongs, all your bads, everything that you've done, amen, once you come and get thirsty, once you drink of this fountain, it purifies you and cleans you and takes away all your sin. No one's excited about that. I don't know about you. I'm excited. I'm excited that my debt has been paid in full, amen. My sins have been forgiven, amen. It's all under the blood of Jesus, amen. He cleanses you here at the well. Jesus was saying that he was, or he is, the living water. He has living water that he can quench a person's thirst for God. Jesus here is claiming himself as the Messiah, that he is the only one who can give this gift that satisfies the soul. Church, have you been satisfied? Come on, have you been satisfied? Because if you've been satisfied, then you need to be still, and you need to rest in Him, and let the living waters quench your thirst, and know that He is God. Come on. 
Come on, let him be still. Don't worry. Be still. Rest in him. Drink this water and know that he's God. See, if we go back to the story in John chapter 4, verse 15 and 18. She says, please, sir. She said to the woman, give me this water. Give me this water and I'll never be thirsty again. And I won't have to come here to get water. Here, you have to understand from, from un, 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 what, what, who he is to the, what, what's going on here till she comes to desperation. Come on, uh, are you desperate enough to tell Jesus, give me some of this water? Come on, are you desperate enough, uh, tired enough to say, you know what, uh, I don't want to drink that water no more. Uh, I want to drink the water that you offer, Jesus. Uh, I don't want to thirst any longer. Uh, I want I want the living water. Uh, I'm done with my life. I'm sick and tired of being sick. God, I need you. Uh, give me a drink. Come on, are you that desperate now? Or, or you say, man, just, just a little bit. Just a little bit, just a little, little quench. Wet your lips. See, we've got a lot of wedding lip Christians. Come on, they're back in Catholic school now. I'm not putting down the Catholics. But you understand what I'm talking about. Jesus didn't, Jesus got rid of religion. He brought relationship. He says, I, I got something better than rules and regulation. I got grace. And he says, come and drink of this. And so we can't just sip at it. A lot of sipping little Christians. I just want a little blessing today. A little blessing. Man, give me a big cup. Give me a gallons, amen. I want gallons, amen. I, want, I, want, I just want to keep running, amen. Every time I turn it on, it keeps flowing. It never runs empty. She gets desperate. I don't want to be thirsty no more. I don't want to come back to the well. I don't want to travel. I don't want... And I'm just not thirst any longer. In other words, I don't want to worry no more. I don't want to doubt no more. Come on, are you desperate enough like that that you don't want to thirst, be thirsty for anything anymore? Say, God, you, I found it. Come on, are you tired of worrying? Are you tired of being doubting God? Come on, are you tired of that position? Say, man, you're either going to believe him or not. You got to make a choice as a Christian. You say, God, I'm in. Come on, come on. It's not part-time stuff. It's not, it's not just coming in and out. It's not when you feel like it. It's standing in and being still and know that he's God, that he's going to come through. Amen. He did it before. He'll do it again and again and again and again. He did it in the past. He'll do it in the future. You are, are you trusting in him? Why are you worried if you got Jesus? Like Pastor Woody was talking last night in the boat with the pillow. He's not worried. Right? He's just cruising with you. Why are you tripping, man? Just enjoy the ride. <laughs> Get in the ride, man. See, when anytime you fight a roller coaster, you're gonna freak out. Just go on the roller coaster, all right? Yeah. Put your hands up. Let go, let God. If it's your turn to die, you die. That's it. <laughs> You go to heaven. You win. Either way, you win. Hallelujah. I'm a winner. If I die, boom. You're going to shoot me? Go ahead. I'm going to heaven. 
Some some of you guys are scared. Wait, 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 wait. She got desperate. Give me this water. Jesus says, go get your husband. (laughs) And then replies, I don't have a husband. And Jesus says, you're right. You don't got a husband. Girl, you got five. And the one you're living with is not even your husband. At least that's how I interpret it. Girl, you speak the truth. You got five. Now, look at what the girl does. Look what the Samaritan woman does. She gets a little religious now. How many know that too much religion makes you a... (laughs) Shout out for my, my, my friend, Pastor Jay. Amen. John chapter 4, 25, 26. Look what she says. She says, I know. Look at now, 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 now she knows. Now she don't know. Now she knows. No, no, no. She got caught. She got exposed. Amen. She's like, oh, 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 oh yeah. Well, 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 I know the Messiah's coming. The one they, who they call Christ. And when he comes, he'll explain everything to me. He's, he's going to tell me what's going on. Don't, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. But there's one coming. There's one coming, and when he comes, he's going to explain everything to me. And then Jesus tells her, I am. I am the Messiah. Come on, hallelujah. I am the Messiah. You see, it's at the well that you realize that Jesus knows you. He knows everything about you. He knows what you're going through. There is nothing hidden from him because he is always with you and always waiting for you at the well, church. He is waiting. He knows everything. And when you come, he says, I know. Even when you try to lie. Girl. (laughs) Got to recognize. (laughs) Matt, that's your dad. (laughs) But also, listen, when you take a drink from this living water, when you meet Jesus at the well, your eyes, say my eyes, will be open to the truth. Your thirst, say my thirst, will be quenched. Your soul, say my soul, will be satisfied. You don't need to look anywhere else. It's like Brother Derek was saying, I don't need to look anywhere else. This is my church. (laughs) 
I said, you don't need to look anywhere else. Amen. You found the truth, and the truth has set you free. Come on, stop looking. Stop searching. Stop going here and there. Plant yourself in a church and let God grow inside of you. But you guys are just pot plants. Pop bank Christians, hallelujah, popping everywhere. <laughs> Stop planting yourself in a pot and plant yourself in the ground on the solid rock of Jesus and plant yourself in a church and grow. Once you found the truth, once you found Jesus, once you found the Holy Spirit at a church that's filled, church, plug yourself in. See, when you drink of the living water, this is where you become still, listen, in His presence. Where you get to know Him and know that He is God. Drink from the living water will cause you to stop searching. You don't need to go here or there, amen. An encounter at the well, church, changes your life forever. Well, you'll never be thirsty again. See, when I took off for those 10 years away from the well, and I was broken, broken, and I didn't know what was going on, going to lose everything, and, and I made my, my, my way back to the well, and Jesus is there waiting for me. I said, God, I'm... I'm thirsty. God, can you give me that drink again? And he gave me a drink, church. And I never drank again. I've never been thirsty for any kind of alcohol. Come on, I've never been thirsty for any kind of drug. He gave me the final, Father, the final just dose of the Holy Ghost. I took one drink, amen. And here I am, 24 years later, still, still satisfied. Still not thirsty, amen. Still happy. Come on, that bubbling spring is still within me. Woo! Don't get me shouting right now. I'll start slapping people, hallelujah. That's how excited I'll get, amen. Well, that was a perfect time for a well. For a well. A well for a well, bro. <laughs> Let's go on with the story, guys. Look at John chapter 4, verse 40 now. 40 and 42. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed for two days at the cannery. Really? Go ahead and say, come on, they, they stayed for two days after that says cannery. Two days, long enough for many to hear his message and believe. And they said to the woman, listen, you got you to catch this. Now we believe. Come on, look it. Now we believe. Not just because you told us. Not because Pastor Fernando told us. Not because Pastor George 
told us. Not because Pastor Ralph told us. Not because Pastor Phil told us. Not because Pastor Woody told us. Amen. We have heard for ourselves and now we know that indeed he is the living God. I know he's God not because you told me, but now I, my spirit knows. Wow. See, people have to have an encounter at the well in order to know Jesus. Come on, you. You're not the savior of the people. You are the deliverer of the good news to the people. And all your jobs, say my job, your job is to present the good news of free salvation, all that Christ has done. It's up to them to make their way to the well to know him. See, a lot of people know about him, but don't know him. That's the kind of know I'm talking about. I'm talking about the encounter that revolutionizes your life. That changes you where you're never thirsty again. See, I came to a place where I was really, really, really thirsty. And I was dry. I said, God, I need this water again. And he offers it to me free. I said, see, I drink. This water you drink, son, when you'll never be thirsty again. And I drink it. And I know because, not because of messages, but now I had an encounter with him. I believe because I know. I know that I know that I know that I know that he's God. I know that he died for my sins. I know the blood of Jesus wipes away every sin from me. He throws his wave as far as the east is from the west. He throws it into the depths of the seas of my past. He says, you're a new creation. I said, you're a new creation. Come on, your old is gone, and everything becomes brand new. Though we're fading away and getting older, there's a new body waiting for me. I'm going to have long hair. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just playing. <laughs> Those are the Fabio days, you know. <laughs> See, it's at the well church that we get to know him. See, God is calling us to be still and know that he is God. That's been our theme all year. Psalms 46, verse 10, be still and know that I am God. Here in Psalms 46, 10, the word still becomes, comes from the Hebrew word, uh, Hebrew word rafa, which means to release or to surrender. The meaning would be best understood to say, to cause yourself to let go and let God, as we heard over the weekend. In other words, we need to come to a place in our lives where we are willing to submit ourselves to God completely and fully. Not part-timely. A lot of part-time Christians out there that want full benefits. Only full-time Christians get full-time benefits, church. And acknowledge that he is the sovereign God. A God that is the ruler of our lives. The ruler over everything. He is the supreme authority over us. 
Listen, when we realize that we are truly incapable of controlling our lives. Come on, somebody say amen. We are incapable of controlling our lives when we can surrender our will, say my will, our will to God's will. It's just maybe just a matter of just saying and truly saying, God, I'm going to trust you. Say that with me. God, I'm going to trust you. You, you got, you got to start trusting God now. You, you can't just not trust Him when you feel like it or when you're having the good. You got to make up your mind that today, God, I, you got to wake up every day. God, I'm going to trust you today. Come on. Every day you got to wake up and crucify that flesh. Every day you got to wake up and say, not today, devil. Every day you got to wake up and make a choice. Today I serve God. Today, God, I repent of my ways. God, I want to be a son. I want to be a daughter that serves you completely. Today, God. I surrender my will to your will. Maybe it's just a matter of just saying that. I know that you want to say it. I know that's inside of you. But you got to say it and do it. God, I'm going to be stealing you. I'm not going to complain anymore. I'm not going to doubt anymore. I'm not going to quit again anymore. I know that you are in complete control and that you are God. When we do this, church, listen, it will open up the doors that we may experience the fullness of what all that God has for you. All that he has for me, church. After this church, you got to understand, he's our creator. He has a perfect plan for us. If we just let him arrange it. Allow him to align those things in our lives that need to be aligned. And be still and know that he's God. How can we know it's God? Well, the verse, in this verse here, it's saying, and know that I'm God is announcing the recognition and the acknowledgement of who he is. But first, we got to know that he's God, that, he is, he, that, that God is the only a supreme being that created all heaven and all earth. Amen. Genesis 1 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. We know him by having an intimate relationship. Doesn't come about just knowing about him, but rather having a personal encounter and knowing him through his word. Remember the word, church? Remember the Bible? Recognizing the things that He's done in our lives. And by the way, the Holy Spirit comes and guides us and comforts us. In John chapter 4, 14, verse 26, it says, But Jesus says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom my Father was sent in my name, He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whosoever I have said unto you. When you open his word, church, he starts to speak and he breathes life. The word of God is the breath of God. Come on. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is God breathe. When we open up this word, the breath of God breathes life inside of him. And when he breathes life inside of us, church, you will get to know him and you will get to know who you are in him. In Him we are redeemed. 
Got any redeemers in the place? Amen. Come on, we are redeemed. We are healed. Anyone healed in this place? Come on, we're set free. We're delivered. Amen. We were once blind, but now we... Come on, we were dead, and now we're... We are saved by grace. We are a child of the living God. Come on, somebody. A child of the living God. That you're a daughter. You're a son of the living God. When we read the word, when we read our Bibles, we will learn to recognize the way God talks to us and the kind of things he says and the merciful love that he offers us. That God is all-knowing. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. Everywhere at the same time. I mean, he's, omni, uh, he's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He's, he's holy. He's faithful. He's sovereign. He's infinite. Without measure, He is forever, church. Psalms 100 verse 3 says, Acknowledge that God, acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Be still and know that I am God. But look what it says in the second part of that verse. Psalms 46.10, the second part says, And I will be honored by every nation. And I will be honored throughout the world. The New King James uses the word exalted, which means lifted up. Honor means highly valued or glorified. We are being told in this verse that the entire world will someday lift up and glorify the Lord. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, amen, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Isaiah chapter 2 verse 11 says human pride will, will be brought down. Human arrogance will be humbled. Only the Lord will be exalted on that day of judgment. Uh, Romans chapter 14 11 says it is written as surely as I live says the Lord every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will acknowledge God. Uh, Revelations chapter 6 uh, 19 16 says on his robe and on his thigh he has the name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords, come on, He is God. Let's all stand up this morning. What a powerful time we had this morning.